0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. When I fell off the train and we were in Vancouver, and I was, um, there was the beginning of the Fentanyl too and stuff like that. So I was, I was trying to uh, score some, some dope. And he just said something that it hurt me so bad. He said, Oh, you're not the same. Uh, you're not the same when you drink. You're not... Uh, I don't think I like that guy a lot. He told me that, like, straight up. We we're like... you never said that with a tone to hurt me, like, to confront me. But it was just, like, just some basic, like, you know what, I realized I don't like that guy really much. I prefer when you were uh, sober.
1: Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound, Talent, Media, and Evergreen Podcasts. Where I sit down with fellow metal musicians talking about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope you've been having a glorious month of February so far. We are officially halfway through Voxenhops, Hops. Sober February 2022, which is proudly presented by Pitch Black North, the satanic tea company. Now, if you do not know who Pitch Black North is, let me tell you a little bit about them. Uh, their motto is, every sip is blasphemy. All of their products are ethically sourced. They are expertly crafted, and they are only made in small batches. They make specialty tea and coffee, and they are just freaking awesome. You should head on over to their website, pitchblacknorth.com. That's, that's P-I-T-C-H-B-L-A-C-K-N-O-R-T-H.com, so that you can check out some of their killer products. Such as their Antichrist pumpkin spice chai. It's just so damn cool. It contains black tea, ginger, cardamom, cinnamon, peppercorn, allspice, nutmeg, and clove. And it is not your basic blasphemous brew. If you were to pick up this killer tea, make sure to use the promo code VoxHops15, that's V O X H O P S 1 5, and you will save 15% off of your entire purchase. Not only will you be picking up killer satanic tea but you will also be supporting the podcast and that would be something that i would appreciate massive cheers to the satanic tea company for presenting vox and hops sober february 2022 this vox and hops episode is presented by heavy montreal heavy montreal is montreal's premier metal promoter They put on a bunch of killer shows all year long, but more than that, they also put on one of North America's best metal festivals, and that's the absolute truth. I have played just about every fest across the globe, and Heavy Montreal is up there with the best of them. I am beyond stoked to have Heavy Montreal behind the Vox & Hops Metal Podcast. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I'd just like to ask you to follow the Vox & Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I'm also asking you to rate it and write a review. Now, why do I want you to do that? Well, you have to imagine that if someone is looking for a new podcast to listen to, What do they do? They scroll down, they check out those reviews, they check out the ratings, and if those reviews and ratings are favorable, they are most probably going to give that podcast a chance. So by you rating and writing a review for the podcast stating why you love the Vox and Hopsmodel podcast, you might actually be the person that sways someone's decision to become a future Vox and Hopshead, and that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now today on the podcast, I am with Dan Fisher of Get The Shot, Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops, episode number 325, which was recorded at January's Thirsty Thursday Virtual Hang. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm with Dan Fisher, the bassist and manager of Get the Shot. Dan, how are you doing? i'm
0: i'm fine thank you for the invitation i'm really glad to be here tonight
1: i'm super stoked to have you with me um this we are recording this at a thirsty thursday virtual hang and uh this episode is for sober february so it's going to be all about a sobriety balance and uh your life basically
0: yeah yeah and uh that was my cue to uh to be on the podcast and i really i was glad when i heard that um you, you, you were doing like a sober february so i was like oh this is my chance and Thanks to my uh, our our common friend Mick Deboulot, who uh, hooked us up. So uh, I'm really glad to be here, and I'm uh, I'm I'm excited to crack that first uh, any beer with you, and uh, let's have a good time.
1: Let's go straight into it. What beer are you drinking? What beer are we going to be sharing virtually tonight?
0: I'm um I always been, and I'm still am a fast and a heavy drinker. So <laughs> so uh, I got plenty actually. So um, depending of how long it's gonna be is gonna take. So uh, I started carefully with um, my first one, which is uh, from uh, Microbrasserie, Le Bocail. Hell yes. And I chose the Berliner Sun because um, I love that, uh, that crispy and acidic taste that uh, the Berliner has. And um, if I chose Bocail, it's because when I quit trinking in 2017, the, we were not yet on that big trend of uh, non-alcoholic beer. There was not a lot, actually. There was uh, a few um, common and, and it, it tastes like piss. <laughs> I like then went, when, uh, the, the first one that I had was like um, uh, the Molson one mm-hmm. and uh, the Labat one, like just Labat.5. And it was not good. And I was, uh, and when I tasted for the first time the Buckale IPA, uh, it's called uh, Découverte, uh, I said, okay, there's a new world for me. And now I can, uh, I can, I will be able to go through this <laughs> through this with uh with some drink, and nobody will know and i uh, i I'm, I'm gonna be fine, you know so uh, yeah, I'm gonna crack this, and I'm gonna take a sip, so uh
1: fucking fantastic, and uh, La Baque are really cool, they were an aura brewery still, uh, but they seem to have like totally leaned on non-alcoholic beers as their main focal point they still do a few other beers but i feel like they're being more adventurous and more innovative in the non-alcoholic game now i think they've dropped like four or five of them now it's exciting
0: yeah uh exactly and i think they um they were like i said they were the first some one of the first so uh, to 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 something different than just a, a lager or a typical blonde or ale and uh, to try something that tastes more like craft beer. so mm-hmm. uh, And I think they saw that their, this was their market. So they kind of jumped in it. And uh, uh, this is why I chose them to be first, because they were my first one. So um, I'll always cherish them. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I love them. And uh, I still enjoy them every once in a while. On my side, I'm going to be enjoying a Satanic Tea from Pitch Black North. Um, love satanic tea from calgary alberta um if you guys don't know who this is uh dominic is awesome the guy that runs this their social media is just off the hook super just controversial and bothersome and i love it this is their black lavender it contains black tea lavender peppermint and natural vanilla flavor um i love it can't love it in them enough and they're sponsoring sober february so cheers to them
0: more than a gunpowder
1: more than <laughs> <laughs> delicious it's gonna keep me hydrated as opposed to dehydrated do
0: you usually drink tea like while on tour before doing vocals or a show or something
1: i do i do i typically do drink a throat coat right before i jump on stage i love those Uh, it's like a natural tea with like uh licorice root in it and a whole bunch of other strange things and there's honey in it and uh i feel like it just sort of makes me feel better but anything that you do on the road basically is is just a habit right it's not actually doing anything and if that habit makes you feel good then keep doing it
0: um i'm always uh, jumping on the tee when it's too late like when oh my voice is shut now i'm <laughs> fucked let's jump on that ginger and uh, and stuff like that so uh, <clears throat> yeah now uh, if if we can um, keep going on on the beer a little bit because this is a podcast about
1: beer Go for it.
0: there's a uh, there's different there's different way, and what i miss because i'm sober mm-hmm. since 2017 and i can talk about this there's there's different reason why uh why i quit drinking but th- the thing that i miss is like the um, the more the culinary aspect of it you know the um, the thing that I, I used to love to taste different and you know well-crafted beer and well-crafted liquor and uh and spirit and there was some um finesse in it you know there's some there's some love and there's some passion in it and uh, it's it's an it's the artistic point of it too that that i miss and uh, i enjoyed it a lot and now this is the thing that i miss about it i i feel like beer and even you know cider and wine and like quebec right now is it's exploding there's tons of new stuff to drink and we can never have like there's never enough microbrewery. There's gonna be never enough of uh, different stuff. Even if you can taste it once in a lifetime, because it's just like it's a spur of the moment. Um, yeah, so that that's that's a great thing that I'm that I have to do. Um, you know, I will never be able to 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 taste that again. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is the only thing that I'm sad, you know, about it. But I don't regret my uh, my choice because uh, it was a question of uh, life and death for me. So yeah it's at that point it's just because of that but um yeah this i totally missed the thing so thanks to uh, some of the microbrew right now who are doing like i'm having like a bsa from quebec too and i'm having a, a Keller too as well that I, I, I might talk about so there's there's a uh, there's plenty of options right now so uh so that tastes good and that just um just offer me the funk of a of a craft beer so and uh, so I'm kind of glad to have uh, to have the, the new product right now.
1: It's a variety, too, as opposed to just... It's not like the old days, right? When, I, when our grandparents used to drink, they had the beer. They drank that beer.
0: Oh, you had Labatt Porter. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get funky, you have Labatt Porter. Now, have you tasted that?
1: No, but I, I, I've heard of it. I've heard of it, though, yeah.
0: <laughs> it was thick, man. You can cut a slice of Labatt Porter. <laughs> I tell you,
1: yeah <laughs> so so we 're a bit spoiled with all, all of the stuff we get to taste, and breweries know that yeah. and they play with the hype and know that we want that new thing, mm-hmm. which is something that 's dangerous and addictive
0: but um, yeah, but, but but I feel like when you drink it for the taste and something and, and, and um, I know that you can once you have like one and you can appreciate one or two good beer and stuff the if if the alcohol or the fun in it starts to uh, sparkle. This is when the taste of it, it, it don't matter for me. It was, not, you know, I was just like, I can drink anything at that point. Yeah. When, so, so this is like, because at first when I quit drinking, I, I had to always have like 12 beers with me just because I was not, or Heineken zero or, you know, just something to drink. It was, I was, I was um, spending more money on non-alcoholic drinks just to keep me busy and like. And right now, I'm, I, I can go out, I can do shows by, while drinking only one beer or two beer and having, you know, just drinking for the, the fun of it, for the taste of it, and just di- tasting different product. I don't feel the need to drink 17 Heineken, you know, and just be bloated, like,
1: yeah. <laughs> full of gas. Well, and and, uh, and, uh, and uh, no, no, no in, in, inhibitions coming in.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. A- actually, the yeah. So I was known. Uh, I was known. My name was always like Danny Boozer back then. That's correct. So I was uh, the thing that's that was hard
1: um,
0: quitting. Actually, I can I can do. Um, I don't know if the people. I guess if you're doing a sober February, it's because the people are interested of hearing different stories. Um, when I was uh, really young, I started drinking. Maybe when I was uh, eleven or twelve or something. Like getting wow shit okay. drunk, like <laughs> totally hammered. Yeah, it was it was uh, quite hurly. and uh, you know, alcohol was always into my family and my. It was a lifestyle. Like I was even at seven, I was drinking like uh, cooler wine, cooler with zero alcohol, or just uh, mm-hmm. like zero beer yeah. for yeah. my yeah. old uncle that was alcoholic because I I I couldn't wait to drink beer for the first time and stuff like that. So so it was always like uh, I grew up in an environment of party and uh, where um, alcohol was kind of it was. Yeah, always there, but it was kind of validated if you if you understand what I mean. It was just like it's cool, and I kind of grew up a personality around that. I was bullied a bit because I was uh, not popular and I was uh, you know fat and stuff like that. So so once I I was able to handle my liquor and handle my cheap beer like it was a boomerang or to- tornado, you know, tornado Hell back yes, then, you did, know, yeah, yeah. those kind of those kind of stuff. It's and so I, bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cold forty-five and stuff like that. Uh, once I was able to h- hold, you know, my my drink, and I was becoming that guy. Do you know Danny Boozer, the dude that can drinks more than you know more
1: than you? And it was like it was your identity, exactly. And
0: uh I was I was proud of it. Mm. So I built this whole, you know, this whole character around it, and it became like one, once you you get involved with mental health and stuff like that and all you you just going through your formative years of your life you know just just going like to teenage and then uh young adult and stuff like that and by just drinking more and more and becoming that guy danny boozer and all the bands that were um, coming to quebec city oh yeah we're gonna crash at dan boozer's house and we're gonna drink shit tons it's gonna be amazing i was always doing crazy stuff and crazy stuff So that was a hard thing for me in 2017 to just realize that, okay, okay, that, that thing is going to kill me because I'm struggling with depression. It's Mm -hmm. in my, I've always struggled with depression. It's in my family too. It's in, you know, I, this is in my gene, I guess. So, um, so I'm like, okay, this thing is going to kill me. And I have uh, people that I love and uh, that loves me uh, in in my, uh, around me. So I don't want to hurt them and I don't want to hurt myself. So. I came to the conclusion that I had to stop. So the hardest thing, there was a few a few things to to, to learn to how to live again without without that. That it's more than a, it's it's more than a product. It's more than a refreshment. It's mm. more than a you know. It's it's becoming something so so Im, Im, you know um, embedded in your own
1: psyche and and your patterns. This happens. I need to have a beer. That happens. I'm having a beer. It's it's, it's yeah. more than a habit. It becomes like a ritual and a a, a way of life.
0: Exactly. And the, beer was just a uh, beer was just water at mm. some point for me. I was wow. uh, okay. it, it, yeah. It was not getting me to the point. Maybe some barley wine <laughs> would do it, but uh, <laughs> it was not really good or it was not my thing actually. But um, yeah, I was more into cognac and stuff like that. And I worked in a bar, so so, yeah. so, so my by booking. Do you know? Have you played there? Um, maybe back then, it called Bar Or Saint Ville, in a suburb around Quebec.
1: It sounds very familiar. Yes,
0: because I've done a few shows, like for almost ten years there. It's it's a shitty dive bar, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I I made my life out of it. It was like I was in a band, I was in getting the shot. I was uh I was using that venue to uh, just uh, book bands and exchange, and just it, it was my uh, my quarter, my general quarter. So.
1: That's almost like a launch pad, too, which is very interesting.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um, exactly, totally. But, um, yeah, so I was working that for maybe if four nights out of the week. So, it just became, I was maybe the only bartender that had to go to um, uh, take some money after the shift. I was not making any tips because I was spending on liquor, but I had to go to the ATM at the end of my shift to, you know, get 100 to just give it to my boss. And wow, just... <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> So that, yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a hard thing. So, um, yeah, so that, that was hard to just kind of learn how to redo and everything and just, yeah, to, to basically just quit. And it was not cold turkey. There, there's a few steps out of it. So,
1: yeah. I've spoken to a bunch of people that have gotten sober over the years. And there's no, the thing that I've learned the most is that there is no right one way no just just like writing a song or anything there is no right one way it is your way and what will work for you yeah that is important being dan boozer and turning dan boozer off did he ever turn off at first when you were 11 as it builds up into becoming dan boozer there must have been like you turned him on when you went to a party or something yeah at what point did it become it was dan boozer that was in control and and dan was no longer around
0: that's that's a good
1: question. Um,
0: by the way, I think he's still around.
1: Mm-hmm. He's never gonna go anywhere. Yeah, from from the no, point I've no. And, to people. No, no, and
0: and that character, that persona, um, is probably the same dude that jumps on stage like crazy. It's probably the same dudes that most of uh, my friend. I'm not gonna talk about myself like, at the third person. So I'm gonna stop that right now. <laughs> that dude, the dude. No, so. Um, I'm probably the same uh persona that, that my friends love when I get silly, when I get you know, crazy and excited and uh, I can turn on that guy, but um yeah that was a, that's still probably that's still a burden for me, like uh once in a while to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Like I call it the Bonhomme Carnaval, yep. For those yep. who know the reference. Yep. Like, um, and my job is, um, I'm a business development for uh, the point of com, which is the point of point com, which is a, like kind of a even bride but, uh, uh, from Quebec city. So, and uh, I'm trying to meet some new customers and stuff like that. And I can turn on that persona again, like, Hey, what's up? Hey, come on, come on. You know, that kind of, that dude can be great. It's part of me, but once I was getting like drunk and too, you know, inebriated uh i lost control totally of him and that that was never enough it's just always pushing the boundaries pushing the boundaries pushing the boundaries and uh that made me do some crazy stupid thing and uh i still don't have the answer of um you know once you get like totally fucked up and you say things people are like oh you said those things or you did those things um i was like was it me or i still don't have the answer there's a part of you that made you do some stupid stuff like that and this is why I had to stop just to think and look back of, yo, why do, why did I hurt my friend or why did I do that or why did? So I had to stop to just uh, put that that persona in a cage, to be totally like to sober down, like but but sober up like just totally 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 my persona and my just cool off man cool down. So that dude is still around sometimes. I don't think that, I, 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 it's not, it's not my, my favorite part of myself, but it's, I have to live with the, that funky part of me. So, mm. so and my, friend, my friends can tell a bit more about it. Sometimes I'm, I'm like, oh, geez, I was too excited. Am I too excited? And then now I'm into coffee a lot. Yes. That can sparkles <laughs> a few things. <laughs>
1: It is yeah. an addictive personality, basically, right? So if you're going to take away one of the addictions, mm-hmm. that addictive personality is going to be there. So you're still gonna, you're going to be addicted to things, whether it be buying records, um, coffee, yeah. um, working out. You see a lot of people that become sober, that become really into fitness.
0: <laughs> I love that it could be just a little bit of it, but that's other that's thing that I, I'm, I'm, I don't talk about it really often. Actually, I never thought about it. I never talked about it. Um, I I struggle right now with food
1: too, mm, but that's- as well.
0: Since I I have like it's it's getting fucked up because once you say I'm not doing coke anymore or I'm not doing uh you know beer or alcohol, you just quit. Yeah, you quit. You don't drink it or you don't take it. But with food, which is w- w- so fucked up, is you have to eat mm-hmm. to stay alive. You mm-hmm. have to eat a few times a day and every day. So this one is a new challenge for me so uh I, I've, yeah i've gained a lot of weight and uh, i try to I, I it don't matter the weight or the, the way i look and stuff like that but it's just my my relation with food and, and stuff like that that i have to still work on it so um when i quit drinking it was the beginning of um of uh, I, I just have the the word in French like a, a huge chantier like you know a, a work field or you know a uh, construction
1: site or a uh, a construction no. yeah
0: exactly that was just the beginning of a of an like okay you have to stop to what what do you want to become where do you want to go I don't think it's necessary to go back to see why have I become that why why was I so hurt and depressive or why uh, I don't I don't find it like what happens stays in the past and stuff. But, but I just want to look ahead. So I'll look in the future.
1: And it's important to do that. Uh, you lost a bunch of things and I'm only bringing it up because you sent me a bio <laughs> and I'm interested in the story. You were running a, your own merch company called lumber, oh, lumber, yeah. lumber merch. And yeah. apparently due to your addictions, uh, you, yeah. you lost this company. Can you open up about that?
0: It was a uh, since, because it, it's a long way to uh, like, like you said, there's no recipe to, uh, to cut off drinking or to quit drinking. And I still, I don't hold a grudge about it. I still think that drugs are good and drugs are cool. And I, this is a totally, like, you're, I'm going to, I'm going to set myself on another path and I'll, I'll bring back, I'll, I'll get back to uh, lumber merch after, but uh, once in a while, this summer, I love to do some shrooms with Michael de Boulot, you know, <laughs> I still enjoy to do some, something that I cannot be addicted to. You cannot uh, anyway, not for me. You cannot take LSD two two days in a row. <laughs> Impossible. You know, you just have a, a one big awakening, and I'm good for the year. All right. or right, I love to, you know, just it's not so. So I don't think that it's the evil, and I hold I don't hold a grudge. But um, I just uh know what I can touch and what I can't touch. So um, your question, uh, lumber merch. Yeah. So in 2017, I kind of went on um it was a thing that was building up, you know, you're thinking going myself, okay, you know, I'm going on a path that is pretty destructive. So, um, so things are kind of seeds are planting and you start thinking. So I, I kind of removed myself from the bar where I was working and, um, uh, I just went into a day job, like, okay, I'm going to start my own, uh, merch printing company. And I know a lot of friends from, uh, uh, bands touring bands and stuff like that they're gonna do business with me and, and things were building up and it was good so i had to wake up like at six in the morning and instead of going to bed at six yeah. it was like just uh i was trying i was trying to do it like it was my cold turkey thing like okay don't go to bed at six wake up at six
1: because because in your mind your mind the the location of where you were spending your time was the problem
0: yeah i guess i guess but it was not yeah it was not helping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I was not totally wrong, but I had to change lifestyle and do drastic. And uh, right now, uh, maybe back then I didn't see as clearly as I can see right now. But um, yeah, so I I changed and I started building that that company. But while, you know, the struggle of, um, of, of, you know, grinding on on the road with a band too and being on tour and uh, trying to do uh, like a hardcore band from being in a hardcore band from Quebec City which is, it, it can be hard. There's not a lot of people that gives a, that gives a shit about uh, what's happening in Quebec. <laughs> you know, it was hard for us in the States because uh, it was people were like, yeah, why are we going to listen to a band from Quebec when
1: we have like
0: dozens you know, tons of bands from, uh, from the States. So
1: True hardcore from New York, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. So it was building some stress and I was trying to grind on the road and uh, build my own company and stuff. And then I went on tour with a band called Comeback Kid, which are my great friends for many, many years. And I used to have great parties with them. And they knew Danny Boozer. Yep. They knew the the guy. They knew Danny Boozer. And uh, we went on tour with a band called These Nuts, too. And, uh, yeah, These Nuts, they, they were, like, huge, huge, huge partiers. Like, they are probably in the NHL of parties. They were. <laughs> I just came back from that tour and I said, and I knew that something was like, okay, now I, something is broken inside me and I don't think it's gonna get back. Too much Coke, too much booze, too much something. I said, I felt, I felt it physically. So I said, oh, I'm gonna cut drinking, try. So <clears throat> we went on tour in Quebec with a band called Obliterate. Mm-hmm. You might know them. With yep. Obliterate and they were chugging like uh, black labels, like, like, probably one every guy has like 24 packs of black labels and they were chugging and i was trying this to do this sober thing and uh it sucked man it was not fun but it was just i was not ready i was not there yet
1: mm-hmm.
0: so um and then i jumped onto another tour while building the company and stressing it out and um so i jumped into another tour uh with uh obi the brave alex uh and uh some of the guys in Dad band, too, with these nuts, too, as well. Some of the guys uh, were partying, too. So really hard. So I just. Um, Do we say uh, I jumped out of the train of the silver train?
1: Yeah, you, you fell, so, fell uh, off the wagon. I, I think fell was, off yeah.
0: the wagon. So I fell off the wagon and then it was on. Okay, It was on
1: Dan Dan, Dan Boozer was like just digging out of your skin.
0: Yeah, but no, it was not, it was not the, the funny guy. It was okay. just like the dark fucking asshole guy that just want to get like totally numb, mm. just numb. And um, I had all this money from the business that was not technically my money. Yeah. And I went on a spree, man. I went on a spree. I just, I, I, I drank everything that I had to drink. I, uh, my girlfriend, I'm still with the same girlfriend for um, 18 years. Wow. Yeah, she was working in the Peru back then. She was working uh to help the situation of uh women in uh, Coique, which is like kind of a a, s- a slum uh, in Lima. So yep. she was outside for like 6 months and I always I lived like um scarface man like the table was like the table I lived uh, on the top in the loft uh, on the top of the microbrewery called La Barberie in Providencia. Mm-hmm. So I lived on the top and I had like this giant pile of cocaine and like it was an, yeah, it was an everyday thing. It was not fun anymore. It was just like, it became, I never thought that I'd become that guy like where cocaine, an expensive thing like cocaine became like a, a commodity, like coffee or something. It was just like, like pass around the table, have a bit of it or just, you know, a bump or a key or something and just, and I tried to live in that frenzy kind of whirlwind where just uh, I'm building my business and, uh, uh, you know, I'm going on tour and uh, and stuff like that. And then I, I, I broke down. Hmm. Everything just, it, it snapped. It snapped. So I had to take um, a break and I had to just put my knee down. And I said, okay, 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 I cannot do, I'm, I'm not functioning anymore. So the work is done. I cannot go back to work, and I was doing like uh, I was a uh, couch potato. Just I cannot. I have to stop. It just stopped. It's a total nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. You know. I I went to the doctor and I just do all the step, and I was like, I'm surrendering. Tell me what to do, and I'm I'm just doing the thing. Uh, and I think it took me like to have my last drink. It took me a few a few months. I was still doing like the the meetings and stuff like that, and doing like all the rendezvous with the like you and go there to there to another doctor and to see that people that people that people while drinking at the same time and I was trying like it was just I'm gonna go around the corner just to take a walk and I like I would end up like
1: hammered really?
0: <laughs> just, wow, okay yeah it was it was just like I was trying like let me try to take a walk just to go outside and have a walk my girlfriend was so stressed out like
1: anytime you leave yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. So um yeah, and I had my uh, my last drink, it was with uh, Goose from uh, Comeback Kid. Yeah. So and I had yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had my my last drink, it was just vodka with uh it was just straight up vodka. But anyway, <laughs> that sucked, man. <laughs> a big glass of vodka at 4 in the morning.
1: But, yeah. There's a bunch of things that well, congratulations on that for sure. Um I'm a bunch of things are resonating. Um, when you were just out of control. What were your bandmates' perception of you? Because I can only imagine touring with someone that's in that state unless they're also having that much fun. It could be very bothersome.
0: You'll get the reference. Uh, they used to say, like, wh- when they looked at me, and say, un homme, un homme est son péché.
1: Okay, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, you get the reference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when I was, like, uh, splitting, like, a dough, like, uh, on, on, on ice behind the trou the <laughs> du <laughs> when we played at Wabazo. Yeah, like... Yeah. like on the you know, on the floor or something like un homme est son péché. Okay,
1: so
0: so basically it was uh, it was all fun and game when we were in the uh, the early, mid twenties and, and something like that. So we were a band that used to party a lot. Except JP the singer is straight edge, mm-hmm. always been. But not, not always been, but but since I know him, he always been a straight edge. But he was never preaching about it, He was just always with us, partying and looked at us and never judging. So, we were a hard party band, so, but it just, I don't know if I was the kind of locomotive of that party, but strangely when I quit, the whole band toned down.
1: Mm, You were the kerosene on the fire.
0: Yeah, exactly, but the drummer was my, yeah, the drummer was my, uh, David was my party buddy Mm -hmm. a lot. And, um, you know, he had, you have a family now, so he has a family, he has two kids. And so it's just life went on and I cooled down and the whole thing just, uh, now nobody drinks anymore. Like on the road, maybe Tom, the guitar player will have one beer or two. David still loves to party because uh, you got a family, you got two kids. So when he's on the road, when he's on the road, he's having
1: a few beers. Yeah, Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But, uh. There's some people good for them and good for him. Mm-hmm. If he can party and get totally fucking wasted, good for him. Have some fun and then go to work and wake up with your your, your kids the next morning. Good for him. Uh, it's not it's not my case because it, like I said, it's never enough. So so and I. It's that damn depression. Always that damn depression. It's just that thing. So,
1: um,
0: yeah, the whole band, uh, I think I heard them at some point. I had, they're, they're really happy that I quit. Mm. I think I, I, there was some, uh, there's a lot of congratulations and a lot of, uh, there's a story that hurt me. Like on the last tour that I told you with, um, when I, I, I fell off the wagon, we had a sub, uh, a sub drummer, a fill-in drummer uh which uh, his name is fred by the way so he played in the uh, gloria victis back then so uh, hi fred um when i fell off the train and we were in vancouver and i was um there was the beginning of the fan channel too and stuff like that so i was i was trying to uh score some some dope and uh one night i was i was tired and about to go on uh to score some dope and go on a party and he just said something that that it hurt me so bad. He said, oh, you're not the same. Mm. Uh, you're not the same when you drink. You're not. Uh, I don't think I like that guy a lot. He told me that, like, straight up. We we're like, he never said that with a tone to hurt me, like, to confront me. But it was just like, just some base, basic, like, you know what? I realized I don't like that guy really much. I prefer when you were s- sober. So, uh, so uh, that's, oh, okay. That's not cool. So, uh, yeah, probably, um, we had some fun. It was never, some days were really cool, man. It was really fun. We had a blast. We had a laugh. There's some good, crazy stories. I'm thinking about writing a book at some point because I have so many crazy stories that, um, the people outside of the, the metal scene or even the, the touring scene want Believe it, the muggles, (laughs) the
1: muggles.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm quoting Harry Potter, but the muggles won't believe it. There's some crazy stories, so so I think it was fun. We laugh about it, but everybody's, um, everybody's kind of glad that I quit.
1: Mm -hmm. I think what about you, uh, the identity having to craft basically a new identity, your true identity, with let's say touring bands that are coming through since you've been sober. And yeah. uh, they have to meet you again.
0: Um, it's it's still sometimes it's still hard for me to um, because I know that I'm not as fun or as you know s- explosive as before, but people that matters and, and and this is like this is a war inside me. this is like a fight. I don't have to prove something that I'm not. And if I, it feels good. I'm really at a good place. I'm on my ex right now. I'm about to have a chi- like my first kid, which it can pop up right now. Congrats! By the way. Yes, I know. Like it's it's <laughs> so close, and um, I'm I'm just starting new companies. I'm gonna get back in the merch game. <laughs> uh, first announcement, nobody knows, but it's gonna be called Guillotine. Love it. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna get back in the merch game, and uh, I have this new. I'm managing get the shot right now. So I created this kind of new. Management agency called Quarrel Quarrel uh, Agency. Sorry, I'm I'm like burping at the same time, <laughs> talking and drinking beers. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm I'm really I'm really glad where I'm 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 doing, and I don't want to. Uh, it, it's gonna it's gonna be crude, but I don't want to kill myself anymore, mm. which is a good thing in life. Yes, <laughs> supposedly <laughs> it's a good thing.
1: I, I don't think it was so, the uh, purpose of the human being. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, the people that matters, like uh, my band, they they know that I'm more focused. So it's but for me, like uh, I'm going to bed like at past a certain time and I can't wait to uh But, but I, I've done tour sober and uh, at a certain time, you know, I'm going to bed. But I know that I'm not the guy like the crazy stories. I'm not in them anymore. Uh, I know that they're they're. I'm going to have a talk with them, with the people uh, on tour, the bandmates and stuff like that. But they're not going to come to me to say, hey, let's go, let's go, let's do that and stuff like that. So I'm not, but it's okay. And I just have to remind myself that um, I'm happy with the things that matters for me and the people that matters. And I don't have to prove nothing, but sometimes there's a part of me that still want to be loved yeah, and still want to entertain and still want to, this was my thing, man, uh, uh, this was my thing like the the, the 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 kind of sad clown a bit, or you know the the, the, the mask that I put it on like with the silliness, but uh, yeah, there was the, the the boozer thing and the I can drink more than you think, but there was also the like the, the sparkle guys and uh you know the that guy is so overexcited and stuff like that, so yeah, I still have to just talk to myself like it's okay, and I don't give a fuck, you know. It, You 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 love me. It's fine if you don't. It's fine too. (laughs) They
1: they weren't your friend to begin with. Then if they can't love you for who you are, and they expect you to be the party guy, exactly.
0: But that's that's a that's a hard thing. That's a mature thing to say because in the end, we we just want to be loved. Yeah. (laughs) At some point, yeah, we just need that. So we just. It's not cool to be the the bullied or, uh, you know, uh, it's not cool. You you want to be. Accepted. So, absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing. That's a struggle, everyday struggle.
1: But new management company. That's exciting. Uh, you're mm-hmm. you're hunting for new bands, or bands are coming to you. How is this going to work out?
0: No, 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 no. I'm still uh, focusing because um, I guess we can still talk about it because it's fucking. It's not done, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're still in the pandemic, and um, yeah, it, it's strange because. Uh, when I uh, got the invitation from you, I just uh, went back in your catalog to listen to all the old podcasts. And y- your first question was always, "How are you coping with the, the pandemic, the pandemic, and stuff like that?" And we're still in it, man. So, um, so I'm doing a lot of work for the the ticketing company, uh, but it's 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 not as exciting anymore because I'm not on the field to sign new clients and to get the I'm not trying to... So, it's not as exciting. So, um, right now, what I created, that management agency and that merchandising stuff, it's only for the purpose of Get The Shot First. Got it. We're going to have a new album in 2022. Yes, you are. And we've been... Yeah, it's it's been sleeping forever. It, we've never took so long because... I'm 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 feeling blessed like that we didn't release the album just just like in February mm-hmm. before
1: the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many albums were forgotten because of that.
0: Yeah, man. So uh, so we're holding on it, and we just which is might be a curse though because we're we're always like we're working with your buddy Chris Donaldson on that one, and I think it's like he's doing the the, the mixing and mastering right now and i think it's version 11 right now of the album because we're always yeah we're always like oh yeah it's an yeah (laughs) it's just uh, it's probably a curse but uh, so yeah there's a big 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 release that's coming up and uh i got all this new um partnership with a new booker in the states uh, from the guys that at yeah i'm gonna announce it it's uh, the guys at tko jonathan wilson That works with Revocation, Haylock, and Darkest Hour. Massive. So uh, shout out to Jonathan. So, so yeah, this is gonna be a good thing. So I'm like, okay, I have to get a good structure and not fuck it up this time. I know I need to pay my taxes. I need to be like, you know, on things. So basically, it's just um, it's a lot of work just to do this proper thing like really good. And only forget the shop and maybe other ventures, if I'm writing a book or I'm going on a a speaking word tour or something like that, I can have the structure to uh, to back all my project or all of my guys project. And uh, but probably if the structure is good and uh, you know if if uh, the foundation is good, why not having other bands? You know, exactly. My friend's band, probably. I'm thinking about Apes. I'm thinking about. I was uh, going to bring them up. You no, know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or uh, Boundaries from Quebec, or you know, all my my buddies. Like, hey, do you want me to help you with that? Do you want me to book some shows, or do you want me? You know, I've been doing this shit by myself, like DIY, for the past almost 15 years. So, uh, I, if I can do it for me, I can do it for you too so so this is a project one of another i have plenty of things i am uh always i don't sleep man i don't sleep (laughs) i just think i'm kind of an entrepreneur a bit
1: i I love that about you and with the young child on the way i can just tell you that you should sleep now because you'll sleep even less coming up shortly do you have some i do i have two talk to me about working uh with donaldson uh i always like to do a little segment about working with Donaldson when a band has chosen to work with him. Uh, why did you choose to work with Donaldson? I believe you worked with them in the past too. Yeah. Before that, go for it. I'm
0: going to go with, um, I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, milk. Um, yeah. The milk killer, the meat which is Danish. Um, yeah, it's from Denmark mm-hmm. and they got a, quite a great selection and they're imported by uh Vitriol. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a ghost. Which was uh, the last thing that I drank when uh, when I was uh, on my last summer of drinking? It was goes because it was summer. So I'm finally glad to find some goes. That's salty and um, and sour. Absolutely, taste.
1: Yeah. I love it. Love Go's.
0: Yeah, this is good. This is a thirst quencher.
1: McCallor mm. does good non alcoholic beer.
0: Yeah, there's a few. So um, yeah, Donaldson. It's the second album, actually. Uh, that uh, the first one was uh, Infinite Punishment" in two thousand two thousand seventeen. <laughs> um, I don't know why we've heard from him. It was uh, we wanted to work in Quebec. There's not, not a lot of people that are doing heavy music in Quebec that produce heavy music right now. There's uh, Max Lacroix from House of Game uh, there, and there's Chris. So last album was really all by chris like the drums the guitars the vocals everything uh by chris recorded by chris but we kind of produced it and we kind of what i love with chris is he comes from he recorded bands on tape you know he have learned on tape and he comes from that tech debt and you know that sound more and we we came from the hardcore or maybe a little bit of trash metal before like a little bit of trash, but really the hardcore thinking. And we kind of, we got along so well, but kind we, we kind of butt up head um, artistically sometimes. Like It's just like, yeah, we're going to do that. He's like, no, no, I don't work that way and stuff. And at the end, the product is, is, is really good. And he, uh, he, he pushes us really hard. And I think we push, it, we push him really hard. So um, for that album that's going to come out, it, it's it, there's a lot of things that's happening because of the pandemic, so I cannot take that out. It's um, we were supposed to record with a guy called. Uh, we always want to move on and do something different. We just it's not because we so so we, we never we didn't want to make an, another album with Chris because uh, we just want to try something different. Always to like move move and you're not gonna die. Always be on the movement. So we tried to do this album with Randy Lebeuf. Uh, which was like the kind of right hand of uh, Will Putney.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, uh, so it, but, but the pandemic just uh, everything shut down. So I was like, okay, now I cannot have you. We had this kind of different sounds, like with more longer songs, with like five minute songs that like more uh, death metal influenced. And I said, nah, there's something that's not quite polished and finished. And I wanted to have somebody from, the outside to work with us, so I called my buddy, who's Canadian, uh, called Christopher Rouson from Walls of Jericho. Oh yeah, and uh, Walls of Jericho and um, uh, Stick to Your Guns. So I called him like, "Hey, can you just come in Quebec City for a week and just try to polish this album? We've never done that before, but I I feel like we need to uh, an outside input." So he came, he worked with us, and then pandemic, is total lockdown. Like we cannot do nothing. We cannot go in Montreal. I'm like. What are we gonna do? Like, let's try to record the guitars here in Quebec City. So we rent, we called uh, Raf from Boyle. Yeah, you know him. Yeah, he's your sound guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So Raf helped us. We we rented like a, a kind of huge um, warehouse near the port, like this huge space, so we can have like the distance and something like that. So. He helped us, we tracked the guitars, like the whole, you know, and we tracked the drum first, like on, we never done that before. Before it was like, track the drum first, and then track the guitars and stuff like that. But now it was like, just let's program a drum, let's record a guitar. And then we called Chris, Chris, you're the best around, can you do the drums? He said, of course. So he tracked the drums, and then things got Really crazy with him because he was involved with some production in Europe and something like that. He said, "Dude, I cannot do the vocals." So I said, "Oh shit!" So so we went to Max at House of Game to do the wow. vocals. So now the album was like first. It was like there was one version of the album like before the pandemic, and then we went and worked with one guy to another guy to another guy to another guy. To another guy. So it 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 became kind of crazy. So right at the end of the vocal I said, "Okay, what are we going to do with that album? We have to get it mixed and so we tried to uh, send it to different people like uh, a blind a blind test mix. And uh, your buddy Chris just went crazy. He gave us the meat. Okay, good. He said, I'm you i'm not surprised." So he, he, Yeah, no, he was like, You always talk about low ends, you motherfucker. I'm going to give you some crazy. It's going to be insane and ridiculous, like a a ludicrous amount of low end on the album. So uh, that's what he did. And we dig that so much. We dug that so much. So uh, we just went with him. And uh, I I love the guy. I consider him a good friend.
1: He's beyond talented, so underrated. And uh, since he's got his mixing room in his house there that he's built for himself next level just so proud which of which
0: is crazy yeah you talk to me about that like yeah. Uh, how crazy is that that the woods uh, the foundation of uh, you know the woods don't touch yeah just so that they, so so yeah there's not shaking and stuff like that so
1: it's the only massive investment you can put into a house that is completely useless and detrimental to the value of the house when you're trying to resell it <laughs> exactly exactly
0: uh, i'm gonna give you a a, a, a cue that it's supposed to be out like it's not a stunt, actually, but it's, it's a real thing, but it's going to be out. There's a thing that we've done, and th- there's only with Chris that I can do some things like that. There's an extra layer to give the, the bottom that we needed, and the, the, the thickness, and the fatness. We literally tracked a poutine track. No. <laughs> yeah, there's a poutine track, and you can ask him. You can I'm ask go- him. I'm going to. <laughs> There's go- there's gonna be proof. It's gonna be all over the internet. There's gonna be photos of the poutine with mic top and stuff like that. So there's a whole track of poutine on the album. And that. And it's it's yeah. So you're the first to know. You and uh, all your listener. So uh, so yeah. There, there there's things like that that I can do with Chris. <laughs> so, I love the dude, man. So I love that. And and. The good things are about to happen to him, so... Because he sounds good. He works good. He's nice.
1: Hey, what's up, Fox and Hopsheads? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right. I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States, and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxenhopscom slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Dan, thank you so, so much. Um, I'm going to open My up pleasure. the floor to the Thirsty Thursday gang if any of you have a question you know the drill you can raise your digital hand and uh you can ask uh, dan a question as usual first up Dervites of the whispers from the void podcast go for it bud
0: hello hello what's up what's up uh so my question i will steal it from matt because he's always asking for uh if you have a beer to make forget for that bad or that bad but most of you are sober, so let's put a twist. If you have a non-alcoholic beer to do, what would it be? Forget the shot, or even for you, yourself, like a signature or something? This is a, this is a trick, uh, because I, I love to do it, and I'm a good friend with, uh, do you know Isaac Isaac from uh, who, who used to start the uh, du job? Yeah, 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 yeah He's not with them anymore. He's, uh, he's into the gin right now. And uh but um yeah, so I always asked him like could it be great to do a beer, what kind of beer? And I think sadly, I will I, I don't think that we'll ever see a beer like even a non-alcoholic beer forget the shot because my singer's trade edge and in that Edo's there's no mimicking. There's a thing that it's it's a different so but i probably will go with coffee. I'm gonna do a, a probably a collaboration with coffee at some point. But if I have to choose beer and um I think I would still go with uh probably du job and do something like uh Yeah, non-alcoholic tropical idea, yeah. That could be fun. And next show you do, if you do a show in Quebec, I will come. I'm near. Thank you. We uh we got actually I can announce that too. We uh have rented six uh we're gonna do some some Hey, I haven't played a show since 2019 man wow yeah which is crazy which is crazy it's never happened in my whole life Mm -hmm. since I'm like 14 it was at least one show a week so well um, there's gonna be few uh, a few warm-up shows in March and something but we're gonna go far and deep in Quebec but uh, for to release the album we're I've rented big venues like six we're gonna do six shows all around Quebec Like uh, there's going to be Imperial Quebec, there's going to be probably Club Soda and uh, a few few, uh, of other shows. And uh, it's going to be, it's going to happen like last weekend of May, first weekend of June. Amazing. Be there, be there. I'll be, I'll be there for the Quebec one. Thank you, (laughs) David.
1: The other half of the Whispers from the Void podcast. Evan Welch, go for it.
0: How you doing, buddy? Thank you. I'm doing good. Uh, I had a question uh, pertaining to sort of the scene itself. How do you feel about the metal and hardcore scene sort of like combining over the years? Do you feel that is, it has uh, benefited or hurt both scenes? Um, I guess I can, I will be positive about that because I'm more probably the invader. Like I know that there's more of the hardcore kids that went into, like, that the the hardcore was their kind of gateway into some more extreme stuff. That was the case for me. I grew up listening to punk and uh, hardcore, and then I went into Slayer, and then I went into fucking all the the dead classics and stuff. So I'm happy because uh, I'm really happy. The best people that I've seen around is coming from the metal scene, So I'm really happy to see that blend together. I don't know. I know that there's some fight in the pits between the kind of mosher and the 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 slam dancing and stuff like that and the different things. So, but on stage, Get The Shot is always pushing to be the more inclusive. So this is a good thing for me. We try to have like a 50 50 ratio of uh, female and male, and we try to have. uh, different different kinda of people and different kind of I love that when we released the last album Infinite Punishment in Quebec City, there was two kids, like probably something like fifteen. I hate to say kids, but uh
1: yeah young people from
0: yeah young yeah teenagers 15 years old with fucking corpse paint you know i was like jesus christ and if you feel that way this is cool man just just this is your thing you like get the shot you like to dress like black metal i'm happy so for me it's a good thing but i'm not in the pit and i'm not like uh i'm too old to mosh and i i'm not getting out of mosh retirement so so I'm having a few beer behind and I'm just talking with different people and I'm playing. I love to include like some metal band uh, on the lineups and something like that. So for me, that's a good thing. Yeah. I've always felt that it's more a fan problem than it is a band problem. Yeah. But I know that there's some, uh, I've seen some battlefields like um, during Hatebreed shows and something like that. And, uh, um, and, <sighs> Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think I've said, uh, I risk I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the answer. I'm, I'm from the Boston area. So I very much, so I can't go to a show without some sort of fusion. There's always yeah. going to, there's always going to be it, whether it doesn't matter how death metal it gets, there's always going to be a hardcore aspect of the show. But that's just in the, it's it is Boston, you know. You're always going to have a hardcore undertone, no matter what. And uh, you think you talk about Boston. Shout out to Bane that they were the first one to uh, to to bring Get the Shot on tour. Hmm. And uh, Bane was always kind of between punk rock and hardcore too. And they were like they were dancing between it, and uh, it was great. Anyway, like I love the alternative music and the heavy music and loud music, so. Let's get together.
1: I realized I had a question that I didn't ask you. Um, the name, Get the Shot, mm-hmm. now it's associated to something not so fun.
0: Is it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've done my research. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, no, I'm, you, <laughs>
1: I'm just curious what, what your mindset is now that your name is associated to something that's a bit uh, polarizing.
0: You know, I, I thought about it only one time when um, I'm about to, uh, to pay for... Uh, physical publicity, you know, uh, some billboards
1: Yeah, yeah. for yeah. the
0: next album, and I was like, just, uh, at first I wanted to have, like, just get the shot, I was like, okay, Quebec City, that can go, but in for Toronto, you know, get the shot, I'm saying, nah, it's not cool, man, so, um, this is the only time that I, I thought about it, and um, I've tried to just Google it, get the shot, and we still come first, so, <laughs> I don't feel that there's I don't know if it's going to be a problem, but uh, no, I, I, I don't know. I will see it, but um, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be a problem.
1: No, I don't think so. Either. I'm just teasing you a lot.
0: <laughs> no, I know. It's a good thing. But uh, most of the people are uh, think that uh, it comes from uh, Pulp Fiction mm. well, anyway, so it's going it, to it, it remains.
1: <laughs> you were around, you were around way before all this, this nonsense. <laughs> Deboulot yeah hey man how you doing very good you thank you for hooking up uh, this conversation today he's the one that made the introduction do
0: you know that the last time that i did cocaine was at debulo fest <laughs> and this is why it was on my girlfriend's birthday and i said you know i'm not working i'm not gonna give you a gift and i bought like an eight ball of coke for 350 and i said the next day i said okay i'm done and the next week i i, I was done with alcohol but this is part of the story yeah, the Yeah, uh, I have a question for Danny because I think uh, your talent as, as a speaker has not been uh, used enough on this podcast. So, can you tell us a good anecdote of tour, something funny or crazy that happens to you guys?
1: Oh. Maybe I was there or not because I used to tour on the
0: road with Get the Shot. Actually, so. I haven't prepared any bit, the bouleau. <laughs> and, uh, and I know that, uh, that Matt tries to uh, stay into that. Uh, Kind of format of conversation, format in the hour conversation. If you, I'm like Henry Rollins. If you start me, I'm going to say, yo, I'm going to tell you this story quick and it's going to take, it's going to tell 15 minutes. It's going to take 15 minutes. Uh, I'm sure
1: the Thirsty Thursday gang would be stoked. Go for it.
0: Okay. But uh, maybe then you can talk about uh, when we got arrested by Interpol Mm -hmm. or when, or when we saw a vampire. Yeah, he just, he just fucking pushed me in front of the bus, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the, the good elf fest, the good time you play. <laughs> uh, no, actually, um, if you, yeah, because we've had many stories with Mikael. Um, I've, I've met him during his festival. For those who don't know, it's called a Debulo Fest. <laughs> it was a festival that happened in Mirabel. And um, so we played there and I met him and I knew that he was uh, doing some uh, road managing for a band called uh, Screamer. The do you know Screamer from Sweden? The name, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I said, Yo, can you drive a, a, like a van in Europe, across Europe? He said, Of course, I can. So, I just, I just brought him and we brought him for a couple of tours. And we had so many, so many stories. And it was in my drinking days. And, um, like, Mikael was one of the he loved those story now, but back then he was more of a victim because <laughs> as a, a tour manager, no you can imagine like as a tour manager okay back then it was not uh, it, when we were not touring like in uh, tour bus and hotels and stuff like that it was more like a sleep on the floor yep. or a couch or something in a sprinter so it was like okay the show's done now let's put the band to uh, to the crash house or to the floor or something and i was like michael now I need to <laughs> go to the bar. <laughs> it was like, no, dude, we just had to go tomorrow. We have to be on the road to drive like 15 hours, or something like that. We The band wants to rest. The band wants to sleep. I said, yeah, but I'm going to go myself then. He said, oh, shit, man, I cannot let Danny just go alone in a bar in Czech Republic. And uh, so he was always like following me. And, and he spotted himself like in the back of the bar drinking like fake gin tonic which was just maybe just soda soda with lime and he was watching myself from afar and i was doing my thing my show like uh okay i come in a bar and now uh, do you want to drink do you want to be my friends and stuff and just buying the whole round and get myself into trouble and talking with everyone and just like Always pushing the boundaries to the people at some point it was fun because i I paid for the whole bar and stuff like that but but it got me in trouble a few times like just there's some people that enjoying like to have like a, a band guy in a bar in the you know in deep Czech republic, but there's some local people that are just that just like yeah dude
1: they don't just just they don't yeah, want they exactly don't like that shit. and
0: um, at some point i did i, I just Put myself into I don't know gibberish talk and argument something like that, and the guy just twisted my hair, so bad, like you know like an old teacher would do to something to your grandfather or something. He twisted and I thought that my hair was was about to fall out. So and and then Michael was who was like in the back of the room like just jumped and said okay 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 can okay. we have to go and save myself and uh, yo know, so yeah there's always some stories like that that. um Michael had to deal with it. So, uh, at some point, I think I'm going to write a book to tell it all. Like I said, are you happy, Michael? I told the whole story.
1: Time, <laughs> Danny. Thank you so so much, uh, hanging out with me and the Thirsty Thursday gang, uh, talking about uh, your journey, uh, discovering sobriety, and each day working towards a better you. You got a little baby on the way, and what a better way to welcome it into the world than sober and as a brand new person
0: yeah yeah thanks a lot so um and there's no um there's no problem of having a beer and there's uh, i think it's great for you to try it just to try to um to live your life like it's you know painfully sober (laughs) sometimes it can be painfully sober so uh and there might be some there's excitement sometimes of just feeling things and being a hundred percent there so uh good luck with that uh f- sober february thing
1: this is a blast uh dan thank you again for hanging out with us being so honest so open i really appreciate that thirsty thursday gang unmute yourselves make some noise uh make some noise for dan and- Noise. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> uh- <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> thank you all <laughs> thank you so much stop Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, this was an amazing conversation. This conversation came together within a few days from being booked to recording it and now putting it out a month later. It is just an amazing conversation. Dan's story is just so incredible, and I am just so proud that he has turned his life around and that he's just killing it. I'm so, so stoked to see everything that Dan accomplishes in the next few years now that he can because his life is more open and free because he's put his uh, addictive tendencies behind him and has focused them on more positive things. Massive cheers to you, Dan. Thank you so, so much for hanging out with me and the Thirsty Thursday gang. I absolutely loved it. Now, if you enjoyed this Vox & Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox & Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. You can get it on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V O X A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the Vox & Hops Metal Podcast, including all the details for any episodes which I dropped throughout that past week. If I've been a guest on someone else's podcast podcast as well as any information for any cool new projects I have in the works before I announce them to the public. You will also get to see the album reviews which the Vox and Hops album review crew have dropped that past week and you will see which albums Jerry Monk, the metal architect himself, has added to the Brutal Awakenings playlist which is the best playlist if you're looking for new music to discover, which is available on both Apple Music and Spotify. There is just so much going on in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, I would hate for you to miss a single thing, so please sign up to the mailing list. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound, Talent Media, and Evergreen Podcasts. I hope you have a great rest of the week. I will be back on Friday with another sober February 2022 episode. Which is presented by Pitch Black North, the Satanic Tea Company. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops hits. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to